Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I have loved the Paddington Bear associations <laughs> and the fact that they had to announce on the news not to bring marmalade sandwiches to the oh, just yeah. so cute. you're listening to the sherlock's podcast your guide to a more stylish life welcome to the sherlock's team podcast with me charlotte collins this week i'm joined by georgina blasky harriet russell and polly sayer hi everyone hello, hello. hello. slightly different tone this week like everybody we are in a kind of somber reflective mood as we are of course recording this uh during the official period of mourning for her majesty the queen who sadly passed away last week i say that like the entire world doesn't know that already <laughs> um we i mean there's so much always to digest to reflect we're gonna move on and answer reader questions as normal but we couldn't start without well just talking about it really harriet how have you found the last few days Really interesting. I didn't, I think there was so much focus on the day it happened of, was this happening? What was our game plan? You know, businesses that including ours were kind of moving into action sequence that I think it kind of like got lost on me what was actually happening. So then when it did and everything kicked into action, I mean, myself and Heather have dissected every protocol report about what would happen and neither of us got it right in terms of what actually unfolded because there's so much intricacy to it so yeah I've been quite sort of overwhelmed I'm absolutely shattered does anyone else feel tired I feel really tired by it and I think it's just a mix of adrenaline and emotion and yeah just sort of trying to keep up with it all really Mm. Georgina yeah, I've been obviously listening to lots, watching lots. And then there's moments where I kind of go, okay, I've done three hours of televised coverage. I yeah. just need to kind of go on Netflix mm-hmm. now and have a sort of emotional respite from it. I think I really felt this kind of sense of unity and coming together from like the royals themselves with obviously certain members of the royal family in different generations who have who we've seen mm-hmm. um, and they have kind of taken that as a family moment that everyone's invited and it's Mm. just that this is who they are and this is a moment of family grief and then obviously then it's all over the press and we can all see this unity and I think it's it's just really interesting it kind of makes me wonder how our new King Charles will play out the role of all these other royals Mm. so I'm quite intrigued I think the intrigue is such a big part of it, isn't it? I, there's so much kind of Harry, as you said, like, you know, most of us have never seen this before. Anyone under 70 certainly mm. hasn't. So there's been so many things that even if you're not that invested in the royals or, you know, look, she was 96, it's not, it's not a tragic death. It's a, it's a massive loss. But, you know, even if you're not kind of crippled with grief over the death, that there's a lot to take away from it interest-wise, right, Polly? Yeah, I agree. It's I, I kind of feel how you just mentioned, where I don't necessarily feel sort of super sad about it, but I found it really interesting how kind of, I perhaps naively thought that not that many people were as widely invested in the yeah. family as they are. And actually, I guess it's kind of nice that there is a sense of, 
you know, people are so patriotic about that and that people feel so compelled to go and pay their respects. I suppose that's all you mm. know, a really nice thing and certainly been quite sort of charged with emotions and stuff. And I've, yeah, definitely felt kind of overwhelmed by mm. it over the last few days. There's a lot of stuff to kind of, you know, on social media, on the TV, it's quite hard to escapes maybe the wrong word but I've definitely felt like I've needed to just like okay I just need to step away from mm. this for a bit because it is quite it's just a lot it's to heavy take in. Yeah. it's really heavy it's heavy I'm kind of also in that camp of what you described I really like the royal family but I I never thought that I would be like stirred by by it but I think it's the the thing that is stirring if you're like us is the the it kind of the unity that everybody coming together and it's, you know, the people queuing, you know, we're recording this Tuesday morning, people were queuing for kind of six hours, eight hours in Edinburgh last night yeah. to see the coffin. <laughs> That's quite remarkable, isn't yeah. it? I, I actually find that like kind of incredible, to be honest, because there are not many things people uh, will sort of wait <laughs> overnight yeah. to see. And I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that by like how many people were, were waiting yeah. and like for how long they're willing to wait. And I've, you know, read stuff on the news today about how, you know, 750,000 people are like being told that they might wait up to 35 hours yeah. to see it and they might actually be disappointed. And it's just, it's just kind of incredible. Yeah, like it really is. <laughs> like, so I went down this morning to Buckingham Palace. Well, that's a lie because it's all cordoned off now, but to Green Park um, where all the flowers are being laid because I, I when it first happened, I felt, like I wanted to do that because I always remember my mum going for Diana and you know it's one of those mm. things and I think a lot of people feel the same people who are being interviewed in those long queues are saying that you sort of just it, it, you it's a moment and you just want to feel like a part of it and you want to be able to mm. say you were there and so that was really my motivation for going down and also I saw somebody on the news who had gone down over the weekend say and you know the, the newsreader had said to them like why, why did you come and she said the queen gave her whole life, you know, dedicated to the service for us. It's polite. And that word polite <laughs> has really stayed with me. Like it's polite to go and lay flowers, to go and, you know, say thank you because, she, you know, her and literally she never, her entire life was, was dedicated mm. to us. And that is why I went. I then ended up getting quite emotional and got packed by the Daily Mail. That's another story. <laughs> I think what you're saying is really <laughs> spot on though, because what she's essentially saying about polite, all I hear is, it's so British. Yeah. And I think the timing is not inconsequential in the sense that really since 2016, not to get too political about it, but there's been a lot of division. Well, it's been a shit time to be British. <laughs> yeah. It's been a hard old it's time. It's been to a be hard yeah. old time. There's been a lot of division in our country, in our United Kingdom. Mm. And she really was a symbol of a United mm. Kingdom. And I think mm. for the first time in a really quite long, difficult time, people are finally feeling like we've found just a little bit of common ground yeah. for once. So I think actually that's what people are getting sort of whipped up into, which I don't think is a bad thing. And it's just, it's so historic. Mm, like I was watching it. The Vigil of the Princes last night, which I had no idea was a thing no, yeah. until last night. Although they did do it for the Queen Mother, but I, it was before my time really. And I was just watching it and it was so moving. Mm. I was, you know, I don't feel particularly invested to any of that generation of her children but watching them do it it was like yeah this is serious stuff we were talking mm. about that this morning Georgina weren't we and say mm. and I don't know about you guys the thing that I have enjoyed is a funny word but you know found the most interesting was the ceremony on Saturday morning the ascension committee panel whatever mm -hmm. they were called mm -hmm. led by Penny Morden I, I mean because she did a flawless she did job an mm -hmm. unreal job 
love her. I mean, that's an intimidating crowd, yeah. isn't it? The pomp and ceremony is kind of what makes me proud to be British. Mm-hmm. I, like, I went away for the Jubilee. I wasn't that fast. It's not a, I don't think you have to be kind of inherently patriotic to take some patriotism no. away from the pomp and ceremony and the sort of Britishness of it all. It mm-hmm. blows my mind how much pomp, pageantry and protocol there is going on over these 10 days. Mm. Things I just mm. never even... yeah. Conceived of. Knew, conceived of, understood. Some of these things obviously date back, you know, centuries and Mm. centuries. And other things, I don't know, maybe they're not so much. But my favorite thing that I've seen is when King Charles and Camilla got out the car at Buckingham Palace Mm. and it had been raining a lot. The sun was out and he walked along the crowds of people and this woman grabbed him and kissed him. (laughs) And I just thought, you know, he's been waiting a long time for this. And she has had a very long and happy reign. And I just feel like let's not take our eyes off him and, and the pressure that he's under. Mm. And the age he is, I mean, standing, as I you know. were talking about, at the vigil. And it's a really long, grueling day. And how old is he? 73 or something? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how exhausted he is. And I just really mm. hope he's like sitting down having a mug of tea, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, on the sofa yeah. at some point well, over the next week. But there was an interview with a man who'd worked for him for a very long time um, in the Sunday papers. And I mean, by the sounds of things, he's pretty tough going. He like barely eats and he works till gone midnight every single day. Like, I don't think he's a natural chiller by the sounds of things. So right. well, probably... nor was Prince Philip. I feel like they're yeah. probably cut from the same cloth yeah, in the they're end. Hard-working. Yeah. Whatever you think of them, they're a hardworking bunch of people. They they don't don't take much. Well, and they're constantly having to tread this very fine line between sort of preserving their institution and it it becoming vulnerable totally. to the criticisms that we all know widely exist. Exactly. I have loved the Paddington Bear associations <laughs> and the fact, we touched on this this morning as well, the fact that that association is new as of about four months ago mm. after a 70-year reign, but that has obviously kind of captured the imagination of children everywhere and the fact that they had to renounce on the news not to bring marmalade sandwiches to the oh, just yeah. so cute. <laughs> I, I absolutely Apparently the birds it. and the rats are having an app. I bet so they are. Gross, yeah. gross, gross. And all the people down there volunteering, taking plastic off the flowers. It's just, mm. there's a real kind of coming together, isn't there? Yeah. Well, onwards and upwards, I suppose. We've got the day of the funeral, which again, I'm fascinated by. We'll have a coronation, mm. presumably, mm. at yeah. some point. Lots of interesting things to they come. Say, they say the coronation's going to happen quite quickly. The Queen's didn't happen for nearly a year. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but it was unexpected, of course. Her father died. Uh, no one yeah. really knew yeah. how ill he mm. was. So it was all, there were pl- plans to be made and everything obviously in the 50s moved well. slower. Yeah. Communications, etc., and rehearsal. So they say, given Charles's age and everything, it will all happen quite quickly. What does that mean? Like in the cu- next couple of months? I think, yeah, Christmas. I think four months was what I read okay. somewhere. I mean, don't quote me, but... That sounds like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah best of well, we're going to have the World Cup, Christmas and a coronation. No, I don't know if that will all come <laughs> together. But yeah, I think they, they want to move quite swiftly. And also yeah. I think they're, no one's really saying this, but reading between the lines, I get the feeling that people are aware that a power vacuum at this point is probably not yeah. a very good thing for the country. I, I mean, it's only ceremonial isn't it like yeah he is, he, from he the, is. it's the last breath yeah. isn't it of the existing monarch and so he is mm. obviously king but i feel like they need to kind of tick that box and put mm. it to bed so he can crack on really don't yeah they? i was just thinking coronation during a cost of living crisis is a tricky yes. line to walk mm-hmm. to rather yeah. i think he's said for many years that he has wanted a scaled down yeah. coronation along with his whole scaled down monarchy kind of plan yeah. 
So yeah, I, I can't imagine it will be that lavish. However, there is this, I think this week has proven there is an appetite mm-hmm. for, I mean, it's it goes back to the pomp and the ceremony, doesn't yeah, it? I mean, right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Interesting to see, but... Yeah. It's not yeah. like the jewels are new, are they? I mean, they're sat there in say, the tower. Yeah. I might as well put they, them on. What is it? Ermine Road. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, exactly. That's all sitting I, in a closet somewhere ready yeah, exactly. to go. Exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to see what Kate wears to the funeral. Is that all? Oh, no, she's going to look impeccable. She's look amazing. <laughs> but again, I'm interested that Mar- Harry and Meghan have obviously been here out of what seems to be pure circumstance. Yeah, what luck, eh? What luck. Yeah. Um, luck or bad luck? I don't know. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, well, I think that's good. Well, it's bad luck because they don't have their kids with them. Well, that's unfortunate. Now fly the kids over because they're staying longer. So that's all quite tricky. I suspect that in terms of people who've ever had to fly their children over the logistics are relatively Clooney or a Williams offering a private Quite, jet yeah. oh yeah sure. I'm sure Oprah yeah. will be sorting them out but that was another really uplifting moment wasn't it, it to really see the was. four of them back together and no one needed them to be you know hugging or kissing or doing anything crazy just to see that the four of them put their differences aside yeah. just for 40 minutes I, I think, think was you know, a big what, step yeah whatever you think of Megan we'll put that aside it's it's nice to see people do the right thing mm-hmm. when you know it's a hard choice for them. And I think mm, that was 100%. why and that was positively received. I did think it was very sort of gracious for Meghan to, to come because the British media has put her through the ringer, basically. Mm. And she could have not come, but she did. Yeah. So I think... She did the right thing. She did mm. the right thing. Yeah. But and I think it must off. be interesting for her to see so many tributes paid to the Queen about the number of times the Queen put duty before personal feeling mm. too. And if there's one time where she can sort of follow that example, I think that's yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Well, all of them, because mm. it doesn't sound like any of them want to be in a room together ever, no, does it? No. So yeah. anyway, it was it was a job well done, wasn't it? I look forward to next week and we'll yeah. reflect on the funeral and and everything else. Has anyone had time to watch anything else? I've not really watched anything, I have to admit, beyond the wall-to-wall coverage. But if you're anything like me, you get a bit sick with the 24-hour mm-hmm. BBC, like, let's talk to this mm-hmm. talking head. And they just sort of say the same dare I say yeah. platitudes well there's no news is there yeah. so it's kind of there's a lot of filler <laughs> yeah so if you want to get away from the filler and watch something that's actually quite meaningful I'd really recommend watching The Queen and Us which is a documentary on the BBC that they it must have been broadcast before because no one's sort of there's no air of like she's died in it but they've broken it down by decade so it's very similar to The Crown in the sense that you can watch it chronologically and there's a 50s a 60s a 70s so on mm. and the talking heads are really good like I watched the 50s one to start with and it was Paul McCartney and Alan Bennett and Twiggy and they're all talking about being children of that era I remember this and what the Queen sort of played in terms of a role during that time but it's a much more like sociological look at Mm. Britain and basically the social change that she has been witness to. I think that was for the Jubilee. Was it? Yeah. I think so. I, I definitely think it's been broadcast before because yeah. there's no air of like mourning mm. about it. Um, but it's really interesting. Yeah, it sounds it. Yeah, yeah. sounds interesting. So I would, if you want to watch Queen stuff, but you're done with the 24 hour news, then That's a do that instead. Okay, nice. Okay. You're watching Bully. I've been watching House of the Dragon. Oh yes. Have you guys talked about this in the podcast? We did talk about it last week. What's it, what are your feelings? I it? really like it. Mm-hmm. Like I was not even a big Game of Thrones person. Mm-hmm. I maybe watched the last season because my husband was really into it. And he's like, I think you should just watch the last season with me. I think you'll still enjoy it. Um, and then we started watching House of the Dragon and I really like it. I think it's a good, good story. I've been watching it in parallel with the Lord of the Rings thing. That was and the conversation last week that it's all, it's all a little too much confusing. Well, fantasy. I just found watching them together, it makes you realise that well, House of the Dragon is just far better okay. than the Lord of the Rings thing. And I'm a much more 
a much bigger Lord of the Rings fan okay. than I am. Game of Thrones. Gosh, I sound like such a sci-fi queen. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> I love all that fantasy stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching that. And the last, uh, that last night's episode was quite gnarly. I don't know if you've been watching it, no, but there's, um, yeah, you know, well, classic Game of Thrones. There's a bit of incest thrown in there yeah. and like, oh, that's a bit much, but it was still very That's good. kind of what you go there for, isn't it? Yeah, it's like fucked you know up, but you know what you're getting, I guess. Um, I mean, if you're shocked, then maybe it's not the right not show the for you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite enjoying that at the moment. <laughs> uh, I've been watching the Capture series two. Has anyone seen it? No. no. What is it? I don't watch okay, it. Okay, the Capture is about correction and correction is when you change cctv footage so people who were walking along streets no longer are and the first season was about a man that was accused of kidnapping and killing a woman anyway basically cctv was doctored and the case was brought against him and it was how could you prove that the cctv wasn't real and i won't spoil that but in season (laughs) two Holiday Granger's character is working with MI5. She's part of the police and spy cohort working together. And she's looking at deep fakes relating to the security minister and whether there should be Chinese technology used for facial recognition at our borders. So it's pretty topical. It's pretty topical. Yeah. It definitely is going way beyond the realms of reality, I would hope, because if this is true, <laughs> yeah, then oh true. my God, we're in for a shock. Okay. But it's a kind of tangled web of people. So basically, anyone who you think is on one side now suddenly appears to be on another side. You're okay. not really sure who's who's good and who's bad mm-hmm. it's constantly moving so it's quite exciting sounds it, really good it is really good i need to read around how much of this could actually happen okay mm. so things like revolving doors opening but actually on the cctv no one's there you just see the door moving you know those lights in corridors that light mm-hmm. up with a sensor as yeah. someone walks down them so someone's watching someone come towards their flat and the lights are going on but there's nobody there oh it's creepy and then the doorbell rings so clearly there is somebody there so it's actually rather than going back and doctoring existing old footage this is real life feeds that are being changed as they as as they they happen wow anyway it's quite mind-blowing and i've got one left to watch do you need to have seen the first season no no separate okay it would be helpful but they're kind of different storylines with similar characters overlapping okay and where do you watch it BBC. Okay, I'm gonna watch that. That sounds really mm. good. I I watched something old. It's not old. It's a year old. Called The Chair on Netflix. Mm. I'm looking at YouTube maybe more than. Is Polly. it Sandra O? Oh? It's Sandra O. Oh. I've seen it. It is. Um, I think I started it a year ago, but couldn't really get into it. It's only mm-hmm. a six part season. If you're looking for kind of autumnal comfort watching, mm-hmm. it is about a uh, lady who becomes. It's about Sandra O's oh, character who becomes a chair of an English department at a kind of fusty old university. Led stunningly by Holland Taylor who's just brilliant in it and it's about her it's about her family life she's a single mother to a little girl that she adopted who's from a different culture to her which brings its own clashes and frustrations and also the entire department is dealing with woke culture and the changes in and amongst the students and the changes in how they can and can't teach certain things. It sounds serious and highbrow. It's not. It's so lovely and warm mm. and really funny. I really laughed out loud. It's really good kind of weeknight viewing. I watched it in a couple of evenings and it was just, it's like a hug of a TV show. It's really, it's really lovely. I really recommend oh, it. Oh, nice. nice. I went to the cinema. <gasps> oh, oh, you love the cinema. You say it like it's a surprise. I feel I, like you I go to the cinema probably three times a week. Because I went on Wednesday and I can't and really so remember. Much has happened. And so much has happened. <laughs> I went to the cinema and I saw The Forgiven with Ray Fiennes and Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Okay. And Matt Smith. 
and it Matt is Smith. brilliant. Wait, is this who's the funny Matt one? Smith? Matt Smith is in the guy who's in yes. House of the Dragon. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Matt Smith, Doctor Who, Matt Smith. Prince Philip yeah. and the Crown. It's all So if you want to sit through about an hour and a half of watching quite loathsome, unpleasant characters <laughs> in a really mind-blowing situation, I'd go and see this film. Okay, so what is that? So Ralph Fiennes is married to Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. and they are driving in a car on a very deserted road in Morocco. Yes, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. And a teenage boy steps out in front of their car. It's at night. Oof. They don't see him. They hit him and he dies. And that's That is spoiler. not a spoiler alert. Yeah. It's in the trailer. That's the premise. Anyway, yeah. then... It's what happens after. So they are on their way to go to this incredible, gorgeous house in the um, in the mountains, where Matt Smith is hosting like one of these big kind of crazy weekend parties. I mean, the characters that are there—it's a bit Agatha Christie almost. <laughs> this, but this is not who done it because mm-hmm. we know who's done it. Um, there's a lot of black comedy, dark dark humor, things you laugh at which you know you shouldn't feel really really mm. bad about afterwards. The, as I say, the characters are just so awful, but the viewing of it, the way they film the country, the house party and the script, just everything. It is totally enticing to watch. And it's one of those films, I think, when you watch it, you really feel it because it's just excruciating. Mm. And every scene, you do not know what's going to happen. Mm. Okay. It, there's, I, we, we so was it just, good? Like, did you enjoy it? I feel I enjoy it's the wrong word. It's kind of the wrong word. <laughs> okay. It's like, well, you know when you go to, say, a horror film? Yeah. It's not like you enjoy it. It's not warm and feel right, good. You, okay. you experience it. I'm really glad I don't know anyone like those people. Okay. But that was obviously <laughs> the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I, like, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. That's okay. what I'm talking about it. Yeah. But I guess... If you want to go and see like, hey, here's a cool glamorous okay. house party in Morocco, I'll go and watch that film. Mm, no, no. There's more to it than that. There's way more to okay. it than that. Yeah. But yeah, there are like little signifiers in each scene and you think, oh, I think it's going to go this way. And then it kind of doesn't. Okay. So it keeps you guessing. Cool. It sounds yeah. really, sounds like fun. It yeah. is fun. Mm. It is fun. Speaking okay. of like unexpected turns in films, have any of you guys seen any, everything, everywhere, all at oh, once? No, yes. I haven't watched it mm, yet. Yeah. Fuck me, like, I just, like, really wanted to love it because it's been so critically acclaimed. Um, and I was just like, what the hell is going on with this film? But like, films that are critically acclaimed means the critics good. love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an intellectual man. exercise more than I just, not. Yeah. like, a lot of the time, I think maybe I'm just a simpleton. All I want to, to be is, is entertained yeah, by I a do, film. But I feel like that's what most of us want. Yeah. Like, more intellectually like, challenged. You feel like, I felt with that film, you really had to work so hard to watch so it. So hard. And I, I actually did give up, I think, after like three oh, quarters. Like, I think it was the scene where she had like dildos for fingers. I was just like, I'm out. Like, this is too weird for me. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. It was What's it actually about? Sausage fingers. Weird. No, they were sausages. They weren't dildos. <laughs> they there were was sausages. definitely some dildos in there somewhere. There might it wasn't some there. Somewhere else. I was just like, what is going on here? I don't think there's any point in me trying to explain what it's about because like, I still don't really know. Mm, okay. So Do you I want to, want to give it a go? <laughs> it's about a Chinese woman, first generation Chinese immigrants living in America, US. running a laundrette. And she goes to see, I mean, this is how she goes to see Jamie Lee Curtis's character about the, her tax. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. While they're there, she goes into the like caretaker's cupboard, cupboard yeah. yeah, and basically has someone put something in her ear and, and says you are now entering a parallel universe yeah. to what's going on right now. Yeah. So the premise is it's multiverse. multiple mm. parallel universe, multiverses, multiverse is what happening, you know, and, and each one sort of gets more and more bonkers and you never and really it, understand the point of why. why. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. glad that you said that having seen all of it because I think I gave up maybe thinking like, oh, maybe I should have persevered and I would have understood. Well, but I was in the cinema, so I, I had no like, choice. I was in the cinema. Yeah, and I just kind I of sat there. I, I sound like <laughs> yeah. I go every week. She I don't do. know. Maybe I should. <laughs> and... Um, I just sort of let it wash over me and basically decided I'm not even going to think about this film anymore because I can't. Yeah. I don't have the capacity. Yeah, unfortunately, I just don't think I'm, like, my brain's wired, yeah. clever enough for it, sadly. But, you know, I a lot of people didn't enjoy it. I don't think it's a new thing, Polly. I really yeah, think it it's a thing. Yeah, I'm glad Bullet Train was a bit like that. Bullet Train's really stupid, but it's, again, it's this kind of, like, hang on a minute, what? And then it sort of gets more and more silly. But it's a little bit more manageable as a, as a narrative because you're like, okay these are some assassins on a train. Like, that's the basic premise. Okay. I can get that. Yes. But then as things go on and on and there are flashbacks and other stuff starts happening, it's like... It gets a bit silly. Yeah. This is all quite silly now. Mm. But it's not kind of on the multiverse level. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot, isn't it? I don't know. Just stick with the incest on that other show. Just stick with the incest. I think it's great. <laughs> some of the stuff I really like. Sounds like really hard work. Shall we answer some questions? Okay. My next question. What do you wear when you would like your fashion to reflect that you are mourning? Well, I mean, we all, we gave it some thought. People broadcasting at the moment um, are wearing black out of a mark of respect. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we've got an eclectic mix of dark outfits in here today. I went with yeah. a uh, untraditional morning look of a sweatshirt. Yes, <laughs> like you. If I was going to a funeral, I wouldn't wear it. But, you no. know, to prove that it's, that you've thought about it, I just think you need to be in a dark colour, don't you? Probably yeah. you're wearing... Um, well, mine's the kind of slightly slutty version of morning, <laughs> I would say. I'm wearing a black jumper, leather shorts, knee-high boots. I think I look a bit like David from Schitt's Creek, I've realised on yeah, my way do. to work. I was like, you. he would love that. Ew, he would love that. Ew, David. Ew, David. Ew, David. Um, so now I'm just like... Feel a bit conflicted. Maybe I'm not the best person to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you wore black, and that's what counts. Yeah. Harriet, you nailed the brief. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. Um, morning chic. Well, yeah. Charlotte came in to work this morning. And she was like, "Wow, you look very, uh, yeah, like widow chic." And <laughs> I think, for me, I think it's you just go like black base. Yeah, like nothing fancy. I'm literally wearing leggings and a 
real sweater. You've got a Kate style ribbed square neck, yeah, neck sweetheart neckline yeah. top on. Um, I feel like it's the accessories that are. I was going to say, I think it's the accessories which then dress that. I think up. so. So I've got a big Kate Young style oversized scrunchie Love. in my hair, and which that's what's giving the kind of like. Spanish Italian, vibes. Spanish, yeah. glamour vibes, yeah. and some big yeah. old and then big, some big old yeah. earrings on yeah. top. You look so. like you know in I can't remember which James Bond film it is with Monica Galletti. No, Monica no. Galletti. <laughs> I don't think with, she who's the girl. other one? Monica Bellucci. Bellucci. Thank you. With Monica Bellucci. <laughs> oh my I'm god, well, Monica that Bellucci is a compliment. Why? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're giving that nice. Well, yeah. I'm yeah thrilled. Yeah, great. And Georgina in a, I feel like that's navy. Navy? It's very dark. Very dark navy. Navy. Jumpsuit. Yes. I don't have a lot of black. I was thinking this earlier. I feel like I've never seen Georgina in black. I wonder how she's going to like. I've got, well, I've got some black, but it tends to be kind of like, I've got a couple of black bash dresses for the summer that Mm. are like frilly. And I was like, well, it's going to rain today, Mm. so that's not going to work. So this is the darkest I could get, which is very dark. And I think... Dark's fine. Actually, interestingly, when you look at William and Harry, when they're walking along in their suits, their suits always look navy in yeah, photos. Yeah, I've seen photos. Harry that's Diana's favourite. What? Oh, that's why they, the two of them, yeah, particularly William, Harry less so, but these days, but the two of them tend to wear navy suits because it was Diana's favourite. Megan prefers Harry in grey, so that's why you see him a lot in grey. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm going with the um, Diana colour of preference, which is navy. I I think you've done really well in that you look... Like, you could totally wear this on a normal day. Well, I do actually wear this on a normal day, but I'm going to... And also, I've got to go to something else later, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to look like I am turning up as... There were multiple briefs of the veil. Yeah. You want to wear a black veil. Yeah, exactly. Jackie O star. Like, yes, I'm very important, actually, um, (laughs) with everything that's happening right now. I do always struggle to find an outfit for a funeral. I feel like I should just buy a good black dress. Yeah, Yeah. I think it is. Like, Mm. you know when you have that kind of things... When you get to a certain point in your life, it's like there are just things that you need. You will need to, yeah, yeah, stuff you're going to have to go and you're going to have to do and it's not going to be a big fashion moment. It's just you need that outfit or that thing. It's not so hard if if it's deepest, darkest winter because then it's your coat and some boots and then it's fine. Mm. But I do struggle in summer, summer funeral. Yeah, very tricky. We were actually discussing this in the office the other day, me and B. She was like, look, like, what do you actually wear to a funeral Mm. that's like sort of stylish, not too like it's about me yeah. because it's, it's a really hard balance to strike because I don't know whether I'd want to wear like a pair of like killer heels necessarily no, because no. it feels a bit like but then a lot of the time dresses and flats just feels a bit like meh yeah so yeah like really tricky really, and, and really you want to you don't want to go to like fashion or trend like yeah. even like a biker boot can you can mm. feel a bit too dressed down or a bit mm. too yeah like, the alternative I had for today was a I have a that classic sleeper dress in black the linen. Yeah. Mm. And I, if it had been a boiling hot day, yeah. maybe I would have worn that. Mm. But it was just maybe, it just felt, obviously that sleeve is quite dramatic. It's and quite it just fashion. felt a bit like, look at me. Yeah. So yeah, but if pressed, if I really felt like this is a, you know, I'm going to Donatella Versace's funeral or something, mm. then, you know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe you can wear it when the maybe. time comes. I um, think you can wear a killer heel. Did you see the heels that Kate was I wearing guess. on that walkabout? Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. So I think if she's doing it, you can do it. I think no. just not flesh out. Out for a few yeah I agree yeah so, and dark tights I was so glad both of them were in dark tights well I think yeah. if your skirt is long enough or you wear tra- I don't yes. know, sorry as normal I've only I've only ever been to Jewish funerals but you wouldn't um you'd probably wear a skirt over trousers you could wear trousers but oh, you probably choose would, a dress really interesting because mm-hmm. I would maybe wear trousers, trousers. Mm-hmm. but also I don't know about 
I would assume it's the same. You you have to walk a little way from the funeral to the grounds, and then mm. you watch the burial. So that's where the heels comes in. I, I it has to be a block heel because yeah, 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 just practical perspective. Yeah. I yeah. feel like in a winter one, maybe I'd wear like a knitted dress, like with a roll neck, and maybe like a knee high boot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think yeah, it's I think that's kind yes. of cheap. I think a knitted skirt and jumper combo as well is yes. really good. Maybe I'll buy like a black or navy version of that. Yeah, because I would wear that anyway. Or then... if you've got a good dark coat and exactly. it's winter, then actually you're covered anyway. Well, that's, I think well, yeah. I think you could wear. If you think men wear white shirts with yeah, suits, why could you not wear a lovely kind of shirt with yeah. a coat over the top mm. or a jacket yeah. and then dark bottoms I think, I think that would be enough with a, with a yeah. black jacket yeah, yeah. I yeah. think these days I mean it depends on the kind of funeral but I think these days the royal family are showing your respect you them, and I'm sure the same will be the case on Monday all the women are in essentially like coat dresses yeah 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 mm. they do somewhere in between the two well I think it depends on the weather yeah. I wondered I said to Ben when um okay so when they were leaving Balmoral when Camilla and Charles got back on the plane and she was obviously in a black dress. He was in a black suit. I wonder, obviously, we know the amount of planning and prep that goes into the whole thing. Have they had black outfits stashed waiting for them at Balmoral and Windsor and Maybe. Buckingham Palace? And have they had a winter one and a summer one? Like, I would love to know the depth I'm of sure. the preparation. But they that's probably the case. Or do yeah. they fly with it? I don't know. But I think they go to so many funerals we don't know about. True. Of mm-hmm. other people that they they've got it all. They've, they've got it all there. That's true. Already. We'll but know. also Charles has Dumfries house I mean that's where they were staying that's his Scottish residence I know but like so he probably has a full wardrobe of like everything uh, yeah you're clothes. right they must yeah. just have that level of preparation yeah I think they probably do mm. somebody has said what shoes do you wear when it's not quite boot season what trainers. have we got quite a few trainers in here today I saw on your show segment coming up next week you, yes. you were hailing the trainer as the solution to that dilemma yeah. or or like I've seen a lot of people wearing those Birkenstock clogs as a kind of transitional shoe if you can get your bloody hands on them I was going to say your order was cancelled wasn't it babe what was this the clogs yeah but now I'm thinking that actually don't, I, want, I don't want them anymore what because everyone's are, got them too they are suede and it is pouring with rain at the moment which, so. is, which mm. is true not always yeah, yeah just a, a, a loafer mm. or a trainer I think is but the again solution. difficult if the loafer's suede yeah, no, definitely. But just like a flat back, yeah. like yeah. Loafer. I've seen a lot of good. Um, There's loads yeah. Someone has asked. I'm really, really loving all these like TV throwback questions at the moment. Thanks for sending them, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Teenage TV crush. <gasps> this person has said Jess from Gilmore Girls. Anyone? Jess from Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. is like up there for Valid, me. Yeah. Valid. However, I didn't watch that until about like three years mm-hmm. ago. So oh no, it I, I was a, a teenage crush. OG. Okay. Jess is a good shout. My first true love, the one that I can remember, and it was really controversial because everyone liked Seth, but I loved Ryan in the OC. Fascinating. I would have thought better of you than that. (laughs) (laughs) I would have thought you were a Seth gal. No. I found Seth annoying. And actually, I tried to re-watch it recently, Mm. and he's even more annoying now. He is annoying. Mm. Motor mouth. Yeah. I I actually do think Ryan looks like Ben. Do you think? I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I have to look at them side by side. (laughs) I really do. Georgina, teenage TV crush. Oh, Luke Perry and Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. That was like, you know, proper bad boy. Was he Dylan? Is that his I can't even remember now. But I just remember I definitely had that placed on my wall. Okay. Nice. Do you know, I was just trying to rack my brains. I don't think, like, when I was younger, I really had, like, massive crush on TV boys. It was always, like... (laughs) <laughs> the girls that I thought were fucking amazing <laughs> just like so Marissa Blair, Blair, yeah. Marissa Blair and Serena yeah, just being like, not necessarily like you know fancy but like crush in terms of like oh my god you're amazing yeah. I have to say none of the gossip girl lads do it for me at all Chase Crawford is life Nate Archibald <laughs> really? life not like the character I love a pretty boy so yeah. Chase Crawford 
Zac Efron. Mm. I had a bit of a Jesse McCartney thing for a while. Ben. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> yeah, very in the canon of British, British <laughs> fancy. Someone has asked, favorite thing to do for yourself to make you feel happy? What a nice oh, question. What do you do, Polly? Have a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, go shopping. Um, go shopping. Get my nails done. Eat like a big bowl of pasta. Probably. Pasta, pasta is the answer. Is a good one. Is the answer. What about you guys? Oh, I had my first pasta evangelista. Evangelist? Evangelista. Evangelista. Pasta Linda Evangelista. Special edition. Um, I, anyway. They should do a Linda Evangelista. They should. They should. They should. Yeah. They should oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. It's delicious. So, and I did feel mm. like no one's been hankering cozy. for a brand deal with Pastor <laughs> Oh, I won't promote them anymore God. because no, they I won't pay won't. her. Like, it's <laughs> they don't like pay you. you. Gail's being like, at Gail's, yeah. I give you so much like, free coverage. At me. <laughs> yeah. They've never given me a single box of free pasta. As I said, and the amount it, of- in terms of like, pursuit of things worth trying to get for free it's what i feel like there's a perpetual discount code it's probably six pounds so like maybe you should concentrate on elsewhere principle (laughs) i actually only ordered it because it was a special offer on a cardo and i was like how what is all the fuss about this stuff anyway it was nice it wasn't life-changing Oh, interesting. This is well, how I feel but maybe about I got stores. the maybe I got the wrong one. I don't maybe. know. It was just to a be, fresh pasta ribbon. To be fair, with what, hang on. With what? How do you say that spicy sausage? Nduja, 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 whatever. Nduja, Nduja. That one. Um, <laughs> it, it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but I did wonder if they do a filled pasta because that is definitely more my. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that um, Abby Roden, mm. photographer Abby Roden, um, she actually really raves about Nonatonda um, as she thinks it's better. Oh, this than... is the delivery. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've heard of but them. what annoys me about it is that you can only get it delivered, I think, on like a certain day, depending mm. on your area. And when I checked, it was like Monday, and I was like, oh, who eats pasta? Well, me last oh, night, no. actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you me? I just, like, feel like pasta is, like, a Friday to uh-huh. Sunday thing for me. Oh, but the thing is, pasta is so low maintenance that actually we do eat it more mid... Well, I eat it all the time, but I think I've had pasta four days in a row. But <laughs> it's a real, um, like, when you need dinner in a hurry. That's no, so, true. So, yeah. I do. Some of us work five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> so neat. Quit <laughs> I'm joking, you work, but some of us are, you know, in an office and need a quick Yes, no, I totally home, understand. Which is the be- the merit of pasta, but, yeah. <laughs> Do you love pasta's merits? <laughs> Any other Shut merits of pasta, anyone? <laughs> Can't remember why we got onto it. What made um, you happy? happy. So it made you happy? I mean, it was an average of, of scale of one to ten on happiness. I'd give it like 5.5. Oh my God, you're so hard to please. <laughs> I have very high standards <laughs> when it comes to pasta. <laughs> it makes me happy. Uh, I mean, where do I begin? <laughs> a good night's sleep. Yeah. Um, but if it's like a quick... Quick fix. Quick fix. Quick fix. Do you know what? Scrolling through TV and finding like a really good Friends episode that I haven't mm, seen for that's five nice. years to have on while I'm cooking my pasta. <laughs> but I just, yeah, just like things like, just little surprises, yeah. you know. Just little surprises. Just little, little moments The free things in life. Yeah. yeah. So I Zoom with my sister once a week. It's that's usually a Friday or a Saturday night and Aww. that it, that's nice. If either one of us has had a bad week or a bad day, we're ten times better after after that. So she does that. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's true. Nice answer. Mine's a cuddle with my dog. 
Oh, oh my god, yeah. yeah. I should have said that. Sorry, Barry, if you're listening. <laughs> He's tuned again. If you're listening. Oh yeah, and my kids. Sorry, my kids. Oh, they yeah. just bring endless joy every day. I've come in with the sentimentality and everyone feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, final question. Just a quick note to listeners that the questions have been like, excellent. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss, excellent. Oh. In recent times, this one I absolutely love. Uh, Lucy has asked, what risks have you taken that have paid off? Oh my gosh, big questions. I'm going to say coming to Shell Up. Yeah, yeah, that was a you, yeah. you moved from kind of a... Very different world. Different world, but also a kind of... What's the word? Like an institution, I suppose. Yeah, mm. it's a very like... So for listeners who don't know, I used to bang on about it all the time, but <laughs> I used to work at the FT and then I went to the Telegraph for about a year and between the FT and the Telegraph, I tried to come here for a different job that wasn't really very I right did not for know my this skill set. I didn't know that either. Um, but there, I think there was change of foot at SL, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And sort of through that whole year, I was thinking, oh, what do I do then? Do I stay at the FT or do I wait and wait and wait for the SL job to come right? And I thought, in the end, the Telegraph headhunted me, so it, it wasn't really a choice to be made. So I went there, and then the Telegraph was not like the best year of my life. But I got to about nine months in and this job that I have now came up at Shearlabs, which was a much better fit than the one I tried to apply for before. Um, and I basically applied and within 10 days had the job. Oh. I then had to work an extremely long notice period, three months, <laughs> to come here. That's long, but at the it? time, I think, um, and this is no disrespect to SL, but I think a lot, a lot of people were very confused by it. I was coming out of a business reporting role that I'd basically been honing for the best part of seven and a half years. And people were like, you're going to go and do fashion? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, not really. I'm going to do kind of across the broad, a board stuff. But I think actually, and I say this to lots of people, I work in a real unicorn, which is the sense that there aren't a lot of lifestyle brands that are growing or as sort of fast paced as ours. And mm. it feels here like you're at the centre of something where even at the FT and the Telegraph, although they're institutions, it was a slow grinding machine. And you're a cog. You're a cog hey, and you're a all you constantly hear really cat. is like, there's no money for this. We've let this department go, so mm. on and so forth. And obviously mm. that is not what Sherlock's has been. So, and Touch it was, wood so far. <laughs> touch wood, but it was a weird time. I think I joined December 2019, two months later, the world went yeah, crazy. So it's been a roller coaster, yeah. but so far I think it's one of the best decisions I've made. Oh, that's Aww. a lovely story. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. Georgie, if you're Dawson. listening, that was like total. <laughs> <laughs> totally for you. That's so nice. Polly? <laughs> Yeah, I think I would say when I was like 23, I quit my job in events to start interning again in what I'm doing now, basically. I think at the time, like, like obviously looking back, 23 is so young. But at the time I was like, my God, all my friends have really got their shit together. They've got proper jobs and I'm just like quitting to start again. And am I too old to do this or whatever? But I think it has more than paid off. I think I'm so happy in what I'm doing, another like job related thing. And I'm so glad I did take that risk because I like, you know, worked in a bar for six months to try and sort of get some money while I interned for basically nothing. And I could have stayed in a job that was like fairly comfortable and not done that, um, but I didn't. So I'm glad and I'm happy right now. You so see those dreams. Yeah, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Georgina? Well, I came out of a three-year relationship and two days later met my now husband. Oh my God, as him. Great story. I'm just going to have this summer of fun, sex in the city, dating, (laughs) shyly. This is going to be great. I had a few friends who were single. And then I went to a party and met Adam and then 
the second date we had, which was about five days later, was actually the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. So it was a long weekend. And it was his birthday. And we went out with a group of people because we had lots of mutual friends, although we actually hadn't met each other. And then he said to me the next day, oh, I'm going to Devon because it's the long weekend. Do you want to come? And that for me was quite a big risk to just get in the car yeah. with someone that I didn't really know, but I obviously yeah. knew wow. that they were a sound yeah. person because I'm not suggesting they were people should get in the car with yeah. they don't know. Um, because we had lots of mutual friends. And, and I got back to London four days later and I don't think... I pretty much let him out of my sight. And then as they say, we lived happily ever after. That's really nice. So that was that was quite a risk for me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Charlotte? Oh my god, I literally don't have one. I'm just sat here thinking I'm so boring. I don't think I've ever been presented with like a real crossroads. Do you not feel like Paris was some sort of not really, because it was part of my course. I mean, I, this is so, I, like, I didn't know what to study at uni. I suppose studying French was a risk at the time, but it's kind of become irrelevant down the line. Mm, so, yeah. no, I've, I'm, I'm quite lucky. It's all sort of just Surely in the early stages of your of career, coming to Sherlux must have been... It wasn't a risk. It was even it, smaller. It, but it was kind of the opposite in that it was like a complete lifeline almost. Like, mm. it was, mm. I, I was just so thrilled to, yeah. I couldn't believe at 24 that I got a job where I could just, like, put together fashion all day. Like, I literally yeah. couldn't believe it. Mm. So it was kind of the opposite of, okay. of a Ooh, risk. What about when you had your hair cut quite short? That was quite a risky move because you talked about that a long you time before and you it did was it. Life and then and I didn't and it didn't really pay off. But the good news was then there was a global pandemic, and so it just grew out, uh, and I didn't really have to face. Do you know it. what? With that blooming COVID, every cloud, right? Every <laughs> cloud. Thank I God that. for the pandemic. I know, and I think I went a wrong length. I went like like mid boob and I think if you're going to go for a real chop you have to go like either short I was going to say I don't remember it even being that short I'll show you a it was quite short compared to now and not much as long but it was still lovely and long but like I know what you mean for you it was like maybe quite short it was you're you're right it was a risk Um, I think we'll leave it there I need to go and do some some reflecting Um, thank you all and and thank you for listening if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast at sheerlux.com we love hearing from you next week is something a little different we've got a foodie special once again with Heather and Alexandra Dudley which I'm personally very excited about so stay tuned for that in the meantime do rate review subscribe and tell your friends thank you and bye-bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.